Welcome to The Culture Lane, where we explore the products, people, and services driving the shifting world of automotive and mobility. Here, we take a different route when navigating the changing transportation landscape. So settle in, buckle up, and let the journey begin. There is no aspect of the shifting landscape of mobility within the scope of technology that is more intriguing than the tech driving the future of connected vehicles. Sure, EVs tend to dominate the conversation when it comes to discussions around transportation down the road, but the growing adoption of software to create new vehicle features and services is poised to change the way people move from point A to point B in ways never imagined. Whether it's technology aimed at enhancing the capabilities of autonomous vehicles or tech that enables a car owner to access their vehicle virtually from anywhere in the world, connected vehicle-based software is paving the way for an entirely new kind of automotive and mobility experience. And it encompasses a business market that is expected to grow to more than $191 billion by 2028 according to a report by Fortune Business Insights. One of the companies already working to differentiate itself in the business sector is SmartCar, a California-based tech startup launched in 2015 that enables developers to create various connected vehicle offerings through SmartCar's proprietary application programming interface, more commonly known as an API. Currently, the company's technology is compatible with 36 automotive brands and 161 million cars, with the potential to expand to even more vehicles in the future. To get a better understanding of smart cars' business model in the evolving world of connected vehicles, the Culture Lane talked to the company's founder and CEO, Sahas Kata. Sahas, thank you for joining us on The Culture Lane. Thank you for having me. Sahas, if we could, could you sort of give give us a brief sort of synopsis of what Smart Car is and what it does? Absolutely. Smart Car is a developer platform, and we make it easy for app developers who are building mobility apps to uh, integrate with all the major car brands in one easy, friendly place. And how does it function? How does how does it how does it how does it all work, if you will? Yeah, well, uh, if you're trying to build an app for a car, that's something that's pretty hard to do today. Uh, you'd have to go build bespoke integrations with each and every different car manufacturer or OEM out there. That's very time-consuming, expensive, and it's not just something you build once, but have to go maintain uh, 30, 40 different integrations for every single car brand. So uh, uh, we make that pretty easy to to do it all in one place. And what what inspired you to launch uh, Smart Car? Yeah, so my brother and I are both software engineers. We grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I was uh, studying at UC Davis, and uh, a few years out of there, I was uh, trying to go build an app for uh, my family's car on a weekend. 
and uh, we quickly discovered that there wasn't really a API documentation available for it. There weren't SDKs. When we tried reaching out to the car manufacturer, they didn't have a technical support team. Uh, it was really kind of a non-existent experience for developers. Uh, uh, we realized that that space uh, was broken, unmaintained, or just really not very friendly. And that's when we hit that brick wall and realized there might be an opportunity here. And so again, well, what what was it that you were trying to build? We were just trying to build an app for Android phone. Uh, uh, something okay. pretty simple. Just <laughs> let you see where your car is on a map, uh, where you've been, remind you to fill up your tank, all sorts of really basic things. But even something that may sound as trivial, trivial as that, turns out it's pretty hard to do. Wow. You know, one of the things that I think is really interesting when you look at sort of uh, the, the, the landscape for automotive and mobility now is how it is sort of opened the doors for new ideas uh, for people that I, I don't know necessarily have had uh, just this burning interest or desire to work in automotive. W- were you someone that that had an interest in in cars or are you just driven by the technology of it all? I think it's both. I mean, growing up, I uh, would read Motor Trend, Autoblog, all these uh, uh, publications every single day. I would know when every new model was <laughs> shipping, every configuration, every trim, every specification. But my, I had never, uh, growing up in the Silicon Valley, I don't really know anyone uh, in the automotive industry. Uh, Tesla wasn't a thing back then. So, uh, 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 but my uh, career path went down software engineering. I never knew there would be an opportunity to put both of those two interests together. And so I feel very fortunate and lucky every day to be able to work at the intersection of these two things. Is the, is the passion you think something that is now that passion from an automotive perspective, is that something that is sort of becoming part of the culture in uh, Silicon Valley? Absolutely. Um, you know, software has transformed a lot of industries over the past few years everything from real estate, uh, real estate, financial tech, and uh, uh, healthcare, many more industries. We, when we started our company, we wrote our, out our thesis that software would also transform the automotive industry and everything that intersects with it from auto insurance, car sharing, fleet management, ride hailing, uh, uh, energy management, repair and maintenance, servicing, all of these things. And that whole developer challenge I was just mentioning to you, we we focused on that layer largely because we realized that if everyone is in agreement that software is going to transform this whole automobility sector, but developers don't have the tools to build software, how is that going to be possible? There needs to be a developer platform to equip developers with the shovels and picks to be able to build all sorts of innovative applications and services that make people's lives easier and better. And, and that was kind of the thesis that we came up with. So let, let's talk about the, the business of it, because when you when you hear the, the term connected vehicles and, and startups, there are just I uh, can't even begin to count how many companies Um, new (laughs) companies that are emerging in the space, right? So when you look at uh, the benefits for smart cars specifically um, within this business sector, what are those benefits compared to similar offerings on the market? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
it, it goes back to the developer experience. Um, that's really the key differentiator. If you want to inspire, encourage, and motivate app developers to go build something creative, innovative, and an experience that people actually love to use, you need to build an experience for developers that developers want to actually go uh, build something. So when you think about uh, other platforms we've seen over the decades, we've had platforms like Windows and things of this nature, but there wasn't a developer community there uh, that is as enthusiastic as, let's say, the Apple developer community. And it's because companies like Apple in the early days of the iPhone really got that developer experience right. And right now within the automotive industry, that's lacking. There isn't a place developers can go and with pride build something on a common platform that works across all the major car brands. And that's where we feel if we get that developer experience right, we can encourage the next generation of software developers from kids coming out of college uh, with a MacBook or a, a laptop or even an engineer working a large Fortune 500 company to write, start writing code and build some sort of experience that makes people's lives a lot easier when it comes to their mobility needs. When it comes to to getting smart cards to this point, what has been one of the the biggest challenges for for you and your team? Uh, there's been a, there's been always a lot of challenges starting a company, and I think uh, uh, understanding how the automotive industry works and the dynamics of it has been uh, uh, quite uh, transparently a big challenge. I think there's uh, a very different perspective that Silicon Valley brings uh, to the mobility industry and how the mobility or automotive industry already thinks. One of those topics is actually vehicle ownership and vehicle data ownership, I should say. Um, When I uh, am in the Silicon Valley, we have a certain set of principles and expectations. If I own uh, uh, my smartphone and I take a photo on it, I have a reasonable expectation that I own that photo that I just took. Hmm. Or uh, if I write an essay or a book in a word processor, there's a reasonable expectation that I own the rights to it. And whether I sell that photo uh, 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 um, at an event or publish my book and make money from it, uh, I own that IP. I own that thing that I created and it's mine and I can do what I want with it. However, the automotive industry is still at this crossroad. There's Even though you bought a car, you own your car, there isn't enough clarification on whether when you drove your car, where you drove your car, how you drove your car, how your car is performing, whether that data belongs to you. You own the car. It's yours. You paid full price for it. You own it. But there's still a lot of uh, uh, lack of clarity uh, and in the industry around privacy and the right to ownership and access to your own vehicle data. And that's been something that our company has been helping to push the boundary on to move in the right direction and ensure that consumers have access, control, and choice around this. The, the, let's talk about that privacy uh, factor, because that is, I don't, I'm sure I don't have to tell you, that is a huge factor when it comes to everyday consumers and the idea of more technology being in the car um, and the idea of, of connected vehicles. What, what is smart car doing to, to sort of navigate that uh, from a consumer perspective, um, but also from a business perspective, which I can imagine can create additional challenges as well? 
Yeah. So if you take a step back, I want to highlight why this is an important issue, and then I can address a little bit of uh, what we're doing in the space. Uh, the car is the second most expensive purchase a consumer makes in their life, aside from their home being the first one. And in this economy, in this market, people are keeping their cars for longer than ever, 12 years or more often now. It used to be 10 a few years ago. Uh, low-income households, they're spending like 30% of their income on transportation. 73% of families have an auto loan today. And you're locked in on this vehicle that you just bought. And there isn't uh, enough options or choice with the ways you can use, finance, insure, repair, maintain your vehicle. And uh, you're stuck with one set of applications or experiences from when you bought that car 12 years ago. Imagine buying a smartphone and it has six apps on your screen, and that's what you're stuck with even three, four years down the road. But a car is 12 years. That's kind of the situation we're in today. Consumers don't have enough equity uh, and options and choice with what they want to do with their own vehicle. So that's what we wanted to solve. And uh, um, uh, so what does that mean in practical terms? When it comes to insurance, auto insurance is often uh, very unequally or discriminatorily priced based on factors like a credit score. With vehicle data and a consumer being able to access their own data and choosing to share it with their insurer if they want to, they can now get priced based on the miles they've driven rather than an irrelevant credit score. When it comes to uh, um, starting a small business, you can now rent your car out on a car sharing platform and make income off it using integrations and applications that let a renter unlock the doors to your car. If it comes to servicing and maintenance, you can get a fair priced uh, quote to get your car serviced and maintained, not just from your car manufacturer's dealership, but you now can have an equal experience at a local mom and pop shop down the street. These are the types of things that are becoming possible for the first time because of access to vehicle data and the choice to let consumers, if they choose to do so, bring their vehicle data into these products and services that they want to use. So that's what we're doing. We're enabling at Smart Car uh, consumers to be able to take their own data from their car, and if they choose to do so, connect it to the applications they want to use. And here's the exciting part. We at Smart Car don't store any vehicle data. We have none. No one's vehicle location, no fuel tank levels, no oil lifes, nothing. We're rather just providing the tools to make it possible to integrate with cars and give consumers the ability to do what they want and have the full right to privacy around their own information. So so then the the, the concerns that we typically hear when it comes to connected vehicles and uh, privacy issues, you're saying that it, it doesn't really apply when it comes to um, the offerings uh, that smart car uh, provides. Absolutely. We're, okay. we're inspired by companies like Signal who've built messaging platforms that enable uh, people to have conversations that are secure and private. We're inspired by things like this, and it still enables you to have a really great experience, but puts users in comfort and control over knowing that what they choose to do or uh, with their vehicle is uh, private. And uh, we built our platform from day one, ground up with that philosophy in mind. It, it seems like when you and again, this is without me knowing everything that's going in going on in the connected vehicle space. But it seems that that might be counter to the way that a lot of uh, companies are thinking about that data. 
Um, and and if so, if that is true, then what what drives smart car to take that position as it relates to consumer data? Uh, when I can only imagine that if you took a different approach and used a, a different business model, that it could prove to potentially have a, or yield a higher revenue for the company. We don't think so. Uh, we, we largely don't believe uh, in the phrase, we keep hearing in the automotive industry, a phrase called data is a new oil. Uh, we think that's silly for a couple of reasons. One, uh, oil's going away. We think electric is the future. Uh, and two, um, you know, when you think of things like the gold rush, turns out the value is in the shovels and picks, uh, not the uh, gold itself, right? And over here in this industry as well, we think uh, uh, some of the automotive industry for the past few years has been misguided. And we think there's more value enabling developers to build really great apps and experiences and uh, consumers to benefit from that than in uh, uh, selling people's data or information. And look, let's look at the largest companies like Apple again. Uh, You can't buy someone's iPhone data. That's not possible. They, they right. provide really great developer tooling to build apps for an iPhone, but you can't go, uh, they don't sell people's uh, a camera roll. They don't sell people's location history. They don't sell their browsing habits. And in a car, I think it's very reasonable to expect that I can drive it when I want to drive it, where I want to drive it, how I want to drive it, with who wants to be in that car. And I should have the reasonable expectation that uh, what I'm listening to, who I was with, where I went, it remains private. It remains within my control and that neither my car manufacturer or no one else uh, um, is uh, um, having access to that type of information. So that's the world that I think uh, 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 way things should head and we're pushing for that future. Do you think that is the smart car clearly is is pushing for that future, right? And 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 I'm I'm sure some other companies as well. But when you look at and talk about some of the challenges um in the automotive industry itself, right? Um, with that particular sector spe- specifically. Um, do you see it happening sooner or later in terms of understanding sort of this smart car philosophy when it comes to that data in the world of connected vehicles? Or do you see it being a, a challenge to some degree for quite some time? I don't think it's going to be an overnight thing, but we're seeing some really positive signs. We recently just put out a state of connected car apps report where we surveyed a large number of consumers about their expectations and beliefs around uh, their vehicle. We found that uh, you know over 52% of people want to be able to ensure that there is clear verbiage about how their data is processed and stored. Uh, we saw that... Um, Uh, consumers want clear visibility into what data points are being taken out of their car. Consumer demand is going to drive this shift or change. And that's why we've seen, again, companies like WhatsApp turn on end-to-end encryption. Apple take a huge stance on privacy. Even Google and Android have started to do the same thing in the last few years. And it's only going to be a a matter of time before end-to-end encryption and privacy, it becomes... Uh, part of the verbiage, in my opinion, within the automotive industry as well. Let's let's talk about the the growth, uh, the potential growth of the company. Well, where do you see the greatest area of of potential growth for for smart car? One area that's been really exciting for us is the energy sector. Um, you uh, may not have realized it, but a lot of people haven't. Which is, as EVs are hitting the road, 
there's all sorts of new challenges that are emerging. Uh, so from when you should charge your car, where you should charge it, how you should charge it, how you pay for it, all of these types of new challenges are there. And there are so many amazing startups and innovators uh, and a lot of venture funding going into this category to solve these types of problems to make that transition to electric vehicles possible over the coming years. Uh, some of the really amazing products today are um, enabling vehicle owners to opt into apps that their utility provides, for instance, that lets them get as much as 50% off on charging their car if they let their utility schedule it to charge during off-peak hours after midnight to 6 a.m. rather than in the middle of the day. So not only is it uh, um, saving people money, it's also making a huge dent in the climate impact. If you look at the data, it turns out that if you charge your car during the middle of the day, the grid energy mix might be half renewable, another half from fossil fuels. But if you look at the energy mix after midnight in a lot of places, it's almost 100% renewable. So you can, with software and applications, actually charge your car and charge it entirely on renewables. And when that statement is made that your car is only green as a grid it draws power from, it's it's not entirely a true statement anymore. You can actually dispel that myth. You can enable people to save money and charge their car entirely using clean, renewable power. And these types of applications are emerging every single day, and it's really exciting to see all these types of innovation going on. You know, you you bring up an interesting point about that, the things that just in general that especially from from a consumer perspective, right? Things that consumers just typically are unaware of. Um, given that there are so many new innovations in this space now, the, the, the space of automotive and mobility, um, how does a company like Smart Car work to ensure that the message of what the company provides is connecting with, with uh, businesses and those consumers um, in a way that they can they, they know that it's there, right? And they understand what it does. Yeah, this is something we're uh, always uh, trying to iterate on and evolve on. And uh, I, I think uh, when it comes to our organization, uh, the going back to the developer experience, again, I want to bring it back to that point. Um, the culture that we've created around building for that developer experience is really critical. Um the automotive industry is often treated software developers, innovators, uh, as honestly second-class citizens. Uh, it's not been treated with a uh, white glove experience. So uh, when someone trying to innovate for a particular car brand reaches out for help, uh, they may wait on an OEM for weeks, months to even get a response back. They may not even be able to sign up or get access to a way to integrate. It creates frustration. It discourages innovation and uh, progress. And when we set out our principles from day one, we said, hey, we want to build a culture here that fosters around something really critical. And if all the software transformation is going to happen, we have to create the best developer experience. So in our organization, we've built a platform, the only one in the market today, really, that lets someone sign up, create an account. And if you're a developer with a laptop, even you're in college, you can, in about 10, 15 minutes, write a few lines of code and honk the horns or unlock the doors to your car in your driveway, just in a few lines of code entirely on your own. If you run into issues building that application for your college project or your hackathon or an app you're building on the side, 
you can message our team on live chat and we'll get back to you in minutes. That's the type of uh, culture that we've built inside of our organization. It's engraved from day one. And as a result, um, developers find pride and enthusiasm and want to actually now go build things when it comes to uh, innovating the sector. So if you get that culture and experience right around um, fostering uh, uh, the hearts and minds of developers, then they're going to go build things and you're going to see a lot of really cool apps out there. Right. So in, in closing, let's just look way into the future. I'm not going to get too bizarre, but let's go. Let's go Jetsons into the future, right? <laughs> where is where is Smart Car, um, and what is Smart Car doing in this this world where we envision uh, autonomous vehicles moving everywhere, and this sort of completely new era of mobility, unlike anything that we've seen before? Where where does Smart Car fit into the world in that space? Yeah, well, uh, as a developer platform, we are not uh, uh, going to be something that the average consumer will, will typically hear or see. Uh, when you visit a website, it might be running on AWS, or if you buy something on the internet, it might be processed by uh, a Stripe. And these are the underlying pipes and wiring that enables a lot of the products and services to function. So today, um, you may have already experienced smart car without realizing it. If you took a ride recently on Uber, you probably have experienced their tech. If you hit the unlock button in the Turo app to unlock the doors to the car you just rented, you have used smart car without realizing it. Uh, so when we look down the road five, 10 years from now, you know we think uh, the average vehicle owner is going to likely have five, 10, 20 different applications connected to their car one for roadside assistance, one for their auto insurance, one to smart charge their car at the right time, another one to find charging stations, one to pay for parking. And we're that underlying infrastructure layer enabling uh, all those apps to function and <laughs> creating a really great experience for the developers who build those apps to be possible. So uh, we see that shift in consumer behavior happening from no apps on your car to dozens of apps on your car down the road. It's very similar to the smartphone again, where when you started in 2007 with the iPhone, most people had a few pre-installed things or maybe one or two apps on their phone. Now the average person has you know, several homepages filled with applications that they use on their device. And we see that same shift happening in the automobility sector and people uh, um, uh, using a wide variety of applications with their car. And all of these ex experiences are going to make people's lives a lot easier. Wow. Great insight, not just on smart car, but on on the world of, of connected vehicles. Thank you again for joining us on the culture lane. And we certainly will be following smart car down the road. Absolutely. Well, hey, Marcus, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Now, on to the next journey.